Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers. I hope you had a great week. This week, I want to talk to you about a problem that sometimes comes up even for beginning uh, B2B writers, and that is having to bail on a project. Let's say, for example, you take on a brand new project with a brand new client. Uh, Let's say, for example, it's a website project. So it's very complicated. There's lots of moving parts. You're working with a designer. You're having meetings with the client. There's lots and lots of pages. And for whatever reason, uh, you need to quit that project. You need to uh, bail on that project. This is after you've quoted the project, after you've come to an agreement with the client, and after you started the project. You may have been working on this project for for a few days now, and you decide that you need to quit. You need to bail. That's a very tough situation. And I'm not here to judge why you may decide to uh, leave a project or bail on a, pro- on a client project. Uh, there are many, maybe many reasons why you need to quit a project. Maybe um, the client is not treating you very fairly. Maybe it's a very difficult client. You just can't work with this client. It's just very stressful and frustrating to work with this person. And no matter what you do, you just can't seem to fix that relationship and make it work for you. Or maybe you just misquoted the project and uh, you find out that the project is five times as much work as you had originally quoted and you really got yourself into a... Uh, a mess here and, and you want out, or um, or who knows, there could be a variety of, of different, it could be personal reasons, you may have gotten sick, or there's a family emergency, or something like that, and something unexpected, and you have to pull out of a project, but for whatever reason, um, you need to pull out of that project, and what I want to do is give you some ideas and strategies in this podcast that will help you do that, and do that in a way that is as positive as possible. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't have a perfect solution to the problem of having to pull out of a project that you've been hired for. I don't have a a, a perfect, you know, four-step solution that always gets good results. All I can share with you is some tips and ideas based on my own personal experience and my experience working with other B2B copywriters because this comes up. I mean, this is going to happen to you if it hasn't happened already. Like I said, for any number of reasons, you may need to pull out of a project. Let me give you an example. Uh, In my own career, I remember a few years ago, there was this huge, huge company. I won't say who this company is, but big Fortune 500 company. And they wanted a brand new uh, website written or created for their uh, their new division. And this website was going to be huge. And I actually brought in a designer to the job. So it was myself and the designer that was bidding on this project. And there was also a major advertising agency also bidding on this project as well. This is a, I can't begin to describe how big this project was. We're talking about maybe 60 or 70 pages in this website and and a lot of other elements to this project as well. Well, it didn't take my design friend and I long to realize that we had bit off more than we can chew. 
that we were bidding on a project that was way over our heads. And then, in fact, the, the other agency who was also bidding on the project was probably better positioned to take on this project. So we went back to the client and very honestly, in a very straightforward way, we said to that client, we're going to pull out. We're sorry. Um, we just wouldn't, we would not be able to take on this project. Uh, we're going to pull out of the bidding process. You should go with this other agency. They seem much more equipped. And you know what? They were very thankful and, um, you know, praised us for our professional honesty and ethics. And not only that, a couple of weeks later, I actually got an unsolicited testimonial letter from the VP of marketing of that company thanking us for uh, being so forthright and making the right decision. Just praised us. Okay. Now, I wasn't actually pulling out of an active project I was hired for, but I did have to pull out of this uh, of the bidding process. And they were kind of counting on us and counting on me in particular to bring something good to the table. So that can work out. That's that's one example of how this can work out well. But you know what? I've been at this uh, copywriting game for well over 15 years. I've had a couple of situations where I had to pull out of a project where it didn't go well, where the client grumbled and and was actually a bit angry that I, I pulled out, even though I was pulling out for good reasons, I thought. And it, you know, it didn't work out that well. Like I said, I don't have a perfect solution here. All I can do is give you some tips and ideas that may be able to help make this make this situation uh, as uh, end up as good for you as it possibly can. Ideally, when you're pulling out of a project, you want to accomplish three things if possible. One, you want to pull out of the project. You want you want to send that message that you're completely out of this project. Two. You want to be able to do so with your head held high. You don't want to leave the project with your tail between your legs. You want to leave the project with your head held high, um, not embarrassed, not ashamed, um, with your professional dignity intact. And also, you want to preserve the relationship with that client as much as possible. You may never deal with that client again. It just depends on the circumstances as to why you were pulling out of the project. But you want to preserve that relationship. You want that client to, um, at the very least, not be angry with you. And ideally, to actually have some good feelings towards you so they won't speak ill of you. And then they may even refer you to others. Who knows? But you want to, you want to leave with your head held high and preserve that relationship with the client. So you want to accomplish those three things. Sometimes you can accomplish those three things. But you, you need to try to accomplish those three things as much as possible. So let me give you some tips and ideas that may be able to help you. So here is tip number one. And this one's going to sound a little counterintuitive because I'm talking about pulling out of a project. And, I'm, and I did say at the beginning that I'm not going to judge you for why you're pulling out of the project. But tip, tip number one is consider sticking with the project. And what I mean is this. Let's say you take on a project and it is over your head and you took off, you bit off more than you can chew and it's stressful and you don't think you can do it. You don't think you could pull it off and you realize after a few days of working on this project, oh man, I just can't do this. This is too stressful. I won't be able to deliver quality work. 
I'm going to pull out. I recommend that you consider sticking with it just for that one project. Even if the client is not a good fit for you, even if you realize that you really don't want this, this uh, company as your client, I recommend that you finish that project. Finish the project to the best of your ability, get paid, and then just don't do any more work for that client. You know, then you're done. That is actually the best case scenario because the client cannot say anything against you. You've taken on the project, You've completed the project to the best of your, your ability. You know, you worked hard on it and now you're done. And now you've, you know, you won't be doing any more work for that client. But that is actually the best way to handle it. So if possible, if possible, take on that project. Let me give you a couple of, of scenarios from my own career where this has worked out very well for me. In one case, for example, I was working on a project for a client. It was many years ago, and it was an annual report. And I realized early on that this client was not going to be a good fit for me uh, for many reasons. They were very bureaucratic. The client himself was, frankly, bossy and authoritative and kind of treated me like a, a temp employee. And, uh, you know, I... I decided, you know what, I'm going to walk away from this project. I'm going to tell them I can't do this. I'm going to return the advance payment and I'm going to walk. But I decided, no, you know what, I'm going to finish this project to the best of my ability. I'm just going to soldier on and as stressful and painful as this project is, it's going to be over in two weeks. So I'm just going to do the best I can and then I'm just not going to do any more work for that client. And that's what I did. And I, and I managed to finish the project it was difficult. The client was difficult. Got the project done, build, and then I just never did any work for that client again. He called a couple of times asking me if I'd be willing to work on a couple of more annual reports. I simply told him I wasn't, I wasn't available, and that was it. So I was able to leave with my head held high, and I got paid <laughs> because uh, I completed that project. So consider sticking with that, that, that project. And here's something else to consider. Sometimes a first project with a first-time client is difficult because it is a first project with a first-time client. You and the client are still navigating how best to work together. You're still trying to understand each other's working style. So the client may have an approach to the project that you don't like, and uh, but they may be willing to change and adjust and you need to do the same. So when you work with a client for the first time, there's this natural turbulence that goes on. This, it's a natural bumpy ride at the very beginning as you're trying to figure each other out. But that may actually turn into a very good client for you later on as you learn how to work with that client and as you adjust to their working style. That happened to me. Many, many years ago, I was working with a client uh, on a first-time project, and I almost quit. I came very, very close to quitting. But I stayed with it, and I decided to work on a second project with the client, and you can guess what, what was going to happen. Um, he, that person is still a client of mine today. In fact, one of my best clients, uh, nine, ten years later. I'm so glad I didn't bail on, on his project <laughs> back in, you know, nine or ten years ago. So, you know, for, for all these reasons, consider sticking with the project rather than quitting right away. 
that may be the best solution for you. And it may actually turn out that the project wasn't so difficult and the client wasn't so difficult. And it may turn out to be uh, end up being a very good client for you. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, give them general reasons, not specific reasons. When you're talking to them on the phone, give them general reasons why you need to quit their project, but don't give them specific reasons why. Here's what I mean by that. Um, when you're speaking to a client, and let's say you have to, you know, you have to quit that, that project, if you give the client really specific reasons why you're quitting, uh, that can lead to a conversation that frankly goes nowhere. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're dealing, you have a client, a new client that you've taken on, and the client's really difficult and unreasonable and doesn't treat you well, and you, and you say, shoot, you know, uh, this client's not worth it, this project's not worth it, I'm going to quit this project. Well, I'm not going to judge you as to why you need to quit. If you think that's good reasons, that's fine. But, but when you have that conversation with the client, don't get in the details with the client as to why you're quitting. Don't say, don't give the client a laundry list of all the things they've done wrong to you. Don't, don't say to the client, hey, you know, you've been very unreasonable on this project. You've been very demanding and you haven't given me clear direction and blah, blah, blah. You know, because that kind of conversation will just go nowhere, at least nowhere positive. And it may create a situation where the conversation gets very difficult and maybe even nasty. Instead, keep it simple and keep it general. If the client says, for example, why are you quitting this project? Or why are you bailing on me? You can simply say something like, Mr. Client, I started the project. I realized very quickly that I'm not a good fit for you. I'm not the best copywriter for you. And I would be doing you a disservice if I continued on with this project. So therefore, I decide to quit at this point. So say something very general like that. And if they keep asking why, just stick to your story. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the best copywriter for you. This is not a good fit. Uh, and, and just keep it general. That way, the client gets the message and you don't get mired into all these details as to why. Because that kind of conversation, like I said, like I said never goes nowhere good. <laughs> okay, So keep your reasons general. Don't get into details. Don't get into specifics. You know? And make sure that your decision is firm. You're quitting the project. That's your decision. That's why you're, you're contacting the client. You're not contacting them to have a conversation. You're contacting them to inform them that you're quitting the project. So that's number three. Number four, and this is very important, offer to help the client find a replacement. Now, I haven't bailed on that many projects during my career, but I have a few for a variety of reasons, personal reasons, sometimes other reasons. And I, I've always offered to find a replacement. I always say, hey, I know a lot of very good copywriters I'd be very happy to send you the names of two or three copywriters that I know that I suspect may do a very good job for you on this project. So always offer to help them find a replacement. That way you're being part of the solution rather than being part of the problem. You're not just walking away and leaving the client with a big problem in their, in their laps, which is how am I going to find a new copywriter? 
You've offered to help them. And in fact, if, you've, if you're bailing on a project, then you owe the client at least that much. You owe the client at least some of your help in helping them find a replacement for you. So always offer to do that. Now you might be thinking, if the client is really difficult, you might be thinking, why would I want to pass this client on to some other copywriter, perhaps a copywriter who's a friend of mine, if this client is difficult for me? Well, keep in mind that just because you're having a difficult relationship with a client doesn't necessarily mean another writer will. It just may mean that you're not a good fit for that client and some other copywriter might be a good fit. So go ahead and recommend uh, a couple of good copywriters that you know to that client. Help them find a replacement. And my final tip, and this is really important, number five, if at all possible, don't send the client an invoice for any work you've done to date. Let me tell you a story. A few years ago, I actually hired an editor to do some work for me. And I briefed her on this project, and she went off and started doing some work. And the next day, she contacted me. And she had kind of tried to work on this for an hour or two. And she said, Steve, I just can't do this. This is much bigger than I thought it was going to be, much more complicated. I just can't do it. I'm so sorry. I have to quit. And I said, okay, that's, that, that's fine. I, I understand that. And then a couple weeks later, she sent me an invoice for the hour or two that she spent on my project before she decided she couldn't do it. Now, she didn't deliver anything. She hadn't done any work that she could deliver to me. I got nothing. But she obviously had gone through the materials and was thinking about it, perhaps made some notes and ideas. And it probably took her an hour or two of doing that before she decided that she's going to quit the project. And she charged me two hours of time for, um, for work that, for which I got no benefit. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. Um, and I, I went ahead and I paid her. You know, I didn't argue with her. But it left me with a bad taste in my mouth because I thought, you know, she quit the project and she billed me. <laughs> you know, it just didn't seem fair to me. Um, so don't expect to be paid for any, you know, of this initial work you've done on a project, especially if you haven't delivered anything, you know, because that sends the wrong message. And believe me, the client will remember that and may not think of you too highly after that. Now, there's an exception, of course. And the exception is if you've delivered something tangible to the client that they can use, then it makes sense that you may be able to build them for that. For example, let's say your, your, the project was a white paper project. You're hired to write a white paper and you spend some time brainstorming with the client to come up with the, with the right topic, with the right title. And maybe you've even created a bit of an outline for this white paper and delivered, delivered it to the client before you bailed on the project. So there's some project deliverables that you've already given to the client, material that the client can use. In that case, yes, it may be appropriate to uh, build a client for that work. But you know what? Even in that circumstance, I would probably be hesitant to build a client because you bailed on the project. You never finished the project. And uh, I would seriously consider not billing the client because, again, they still might take it the wrong way. They still might not think very highly of you if they receive a bill, especially when you created this, pr this problem for them that you bailed on the project. But strictly speaking, you may be able to bill them. That's a judgment call. And like I said at the, at the beginning of this podcast, 
there is no perfect solutions to this. Uh, every situation is is different. It's a difficult situation to to get into. So I'll leave it up to you whether you would bill or not bill under those circumstances. For me, I would not bill. So that gives you some tips and strategies for how to deal with that very difficult situation of having to pull out of a client project. Um, I hope you found them helpful. Like I said, there is no perfect solution to this. You just need to do your best to try to quit a project while still holding your head up high and as much as you possibly can, preserving that relationship with the client. You don't want to burn any bridges. You don't want to leave the client angry or at least too angry. You want to leave the project on as positive a note as you possibly can. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success. I hope you found the information useful. And would you do me a favor? Do you have any topic suggestions or ideas or feedback on this podcast? Please send me an email. You can reach me at steve at steveslonwhite.com. And I would love to hear from you. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Sloan White. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.